0: I love movies. Gosh, I love movies. I love watching them, and I love making them.
1: Welcome, everybody, to the House 6 Movie Podcast, our podcast about movies. Um, We are here today with Jared in Fort Worth. Hello. He's, he's by spectacles now. Ooh. <laughs> Not that you guys can see in podcast now but he's wearing glasses and they special. can hear
2: it. He's glasses.
1: <laughs> and then in Lovick we have two brothers that just make the world miserable. Um <laughs> that's their mission. Yeah. Uh, sure. We have Alex. Hi, Alex. All I see is an A on your shirt, so that's good.
3: <laughs> that's <laughs> that's part of the A team. No.
1: <laughs> and we have Michael, who has I think, pink on his shirt. There's pink in our pink in our not returnable. Um,
2: <laughs> today can we, we but, have. Oh, go ahead. Wait, Alex. wait. But can I stop you? Can I stop yeah. you for one second? No, I have a right And just say, "How dare you guys censor me on the last podcast about no. my rant about Wonder it was Woman?" Craig, <laughs> that wasn't
4: us. It was Craig. How dare you? It was Craig. I had
2: a passionate goal, and then you guys just cut me out. That Talked was so to the weird. Bear that doesn't
3: blink. It, that was so weird because it like I was looking forward to it, and I forgot you said that it cut it out, and then I got there, and I was like, "Dang it! Dang it!" I, will not I guess the world is.
1: The world is just not ready to hear that truth, Jared. I guess not. (laughs) About Wonder Woman. Um, Today we have two streaming titles for you. We got Outside the Wire from Netflix. And we have One Night in Miami over on Amazon Prime. Um, We are going to tell you what we thought about them. But first, we're going to tell you what we think about these trailers. Uh And today, the big, uh, gigantic trailer just fell on the earth today. And that is, of course, for Godzilla versus Kong. Um, I kind of forgot what this movie's called. What is it called? Is it Godzilla vs. Kong? I think so. I think so. <laughs> have a subtitle? How, how unprofessional. But um, yeah, so this one's the it's going to be on HBO Max and theaters at the same time. Um, it's probably the first big movie of the year that we've got to see a hint of. What did you guys think of this one?
3: awesome <laughs> you've, got a lot of you've got he's not fighting all these nameless stupid monsters anymore that no one knows who they are he's fighting Kong and it's got Isaac
2: Gonzalez in it I'm like can I anything get better I, like, <laughs> I just want to see her in Godzilla I don't care about that monkey I don't care about <laughs> the other people did you see Kong Skull Island Jared yeah
3: did, did you like it, it
2: with him yeah I really liked it.
3: no we did not Michael we saw Johnny. Mm. Yes.
2: I know. <laughs> I know they're gonna team up and like defeat something evil. But if Is they it? make King Kong win, I swear, dude, I <laughs> I will flip out. I'm down. Jared doesn't like
3: <laughs> Jared doesn't like anything even remotely resembling a monkey. FYI for
2: the audience. So not true. I like lemurs. They're fine. Oh, true. It's true.
3: What about Curious George? What do you say on a curious? Well, child? I
2: like cartoon monkeys. They're always cute, but like real real ones, no. Mm. Uh, mm.
3: Uh, they do throw so, their own poop, so
1: <laughs> it is called Godzilla vs. Kong, and that's it. Um I was kinda hoping like Godzilla v. Kong, like Batman V Superman.
3: Yeah.
1: So it could be like a big legal battle, like Godzilla <laughs> suing King Kong. I thought that would be pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah um looks good i like how they have to explain why godzilla's evil on this one because usually <laughs> in the other two he's like protecting people and now he's like killing people so I, I think that's
4: well they're going to they're because they're like uh, we gotta figure yeah, out why. He's, yeah it's a very it's a very fast mm. eight scenario going on we got right now we got dom no. dom is the big baddie and he's like, no. why has he gone bad we gotta figure out why
1: yeah
2: and then Kong has that stupid axe thing. Like he can't take Godzilla himself. He has the whole army against him. He He's borrowed... got that
4: axe. What a wimp! He what a wimp. Thor's axe from uh,
1: Endgame or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You can only hope that ends with Gamera appearing and killing both of them. <laughs> <laughs> but um, our next trailer is from Apple Movies and it's called Cherry. It has got tom holland in his first kind of like series well no he did have that double um all the time but another serious role for tom holland what do you guys think of this one i'm totally down
4: for this one i'm excited i want to see him continue trying to break the 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 tom holland spider-man vibe that you get every time you see him i want him to do enough to where i don't see him as spider-man anymore
3: true I, I kind of watched the story and I was kind of mad about it. It looks it looks like it could be cool, Definitely but I uh, kind of was. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it was like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't really get what they were necessarily going for. It's like, are you hopeful? Are you not? Yeah. Are you, is this a Marine movie or a, a military movie? Or is this a, a love story movie? Or a, like, why are you grabbing banks? I don't, I didn't really get it, but we'll see. I think it's kind I, of that.
2: Like... Oh, I'll go ahead i with Alex. I felt the same way about it being meh, but I really like Tom Holland as an actor, but in this, it looks like there's a sexy scene with him, and I've never wanted, yeah. I don't want to see that. He's, he's like your little brother, and you just don't want to think about that. And yeah, like, oh. Cover your eyes, Stop it, Tom.
0: <laughs>
2: Stop it, Tom. And he's,
3: he's, he's still pretty young, but, you know, he's an adult, and that yeah. girl that they got to play, his girlfriend, looks like she's like 14, and I'm like, oh, gosh. This is uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> I think it was just a bad trailer. Because, like you said, it's hard to figure out the tone for this movie. Because it yeah. kind of... It, like, starts off dramatic, but then it kind of looks like a Michael Bay, like, slapstick
3: yeah. uh, action yeah. movie.
1: <laughs> so, I don't know. I think it was just a bad trailer.
3: Well, even, like, even um, him putting out the money on there and it says, like, I have a gun. And then he, like, spins it around. It has, like, that comedic effect to it. But then the rest of the movie's like... Everything ends, and it's dark. It's like, okay, I don't really know what you're doing here. (laughs)
1: Speaking of dark, we have Willy's Wonderland, the next Nicolas Cage masterpiece. (laughs) 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 You see Nicolas Cage enter Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, Who's hyped for this one? (laughs) I'm totally down to see this, man.
4: if if Nicolas Cage is going to make movies make them like this like mm-hmm. I don't want to see like this is all I want to see from Nicolas Cage now just him being like that line where he's like um I don't know what is the silence we you have to worry about or the ones that don't talk that are the worst whatever and he's just grunting and yelling the whole
2: trailer he doesn't say anything he's
4: beating <laughs> stuff up I was like I'll enjoy it
2: this I don't looks know. like a movie I'd love like <laughs> Even I like even like she he ignores that girl because she's like you're you're gonna die and he's just like whatever I'd be like like that too I'd be like I want to see what's going on I want to see what what, what, all the hullabaloo is about (sighs) I just I don't
3: Nick Cage man I just I feel like I have to prepare myself to watch his movies like it's like I have to like really it's like it's like jumping into a cold shower it's like getting ready for it it's like ah This, was, this is going to be exhausting. <laughs> but, uh, I I think I'm not really excited for this movie. I just don't like the aesthetic. Like, I'm not really into, like, carnival-looking stuff, and there's all those, like, doll-looking things, and I'm like, eh. Looks like a,
1: a very much, like, made-for-that um, horror yes. uh, streaming, whatever that thing's called. I forget what it's called.
2: Yeah. Shudder?
1: Uh yeah, it looks like a Shutter original or something. Um, kind of wish I was Nick Cage, just <laughs> just a weird guy that gets to do whatever he wants. You know, away from being weird. <laughs> yeah. And then finally, um, we have another action movie. It's called Boss Level. This one has Frank Grillo. He's Crossbones in the MCU. And then it also has Mel Gibson in it. So. Yeah, thought that was. it. <laughs> so what do you guys think of this
4: one? At first, it's trailer started and I was like, oh, gosh, there's another one of these." But by the end, I'm in. I'm down for. Yeah. I'm down for the take they took on it. Like to have it to where like, it felt very Scott Pilgrim to me. Like it's just like the weird bosses he has to face and he has to level up to be and whatever, learn how to fight with swords, whatever, and everything. I don't know, it just seems goofy and fun. I thought it was a fun take on it.
3: I, I think it looks good. I I agree. Like I was like ah another one of these kind of movies, but then I was like this actually looks like it's taking its own unique turn. But but then they lost me with the with the with the logo and the the logo treatment and the name at the end. I was like boss level. None of this seems like a video game except for unless you think that he dies over and over and is trying to do this and like the the logo all like pixelated
2: like old retro art. And I was like
3: what this is so weird. <laughs>
2: I was the same way when I saw it on the chat, the name of it. I was like, oh, it's going to be video game themed. But then it gave me like, you remember that old movie Gamer with like Gerard Butler? Mm -hmm. It reminded me of that and I'm not really hyped for it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, it's not about, it's not video game themed, I guess. And then it cut to that title card. And it was all pixelated. I was like, I guess it is. I was just <laughs> yeah, confused. They didn't show the Bowser
4: level yet. They didn't show, you know, like oh, Eggman.
3: <laughs> okay. It would be
1: awesome if it went all weirdly. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be Oh, so cool. So uh, that's the trailers for this time. Now we go on to the news. Um, Deadpool is being written, and they say it will be an R-rated movie.
3: Mm-hmm that's awesome Deadpool and the MCU it's great
1: (laughs) Um, there's going to be more Avengers movies down the line they say Uh, Feige says sounds like it's going to be a while though we can't even get Black Widow out yeah (laughs) yeah Um, Sony's Marvius is going to be they pushed it back again and it looks like it's going to be in October this time Still waiting for that one. Lots of, lots of Marvel news. It's Chris Evans. He's in talks to return as Cap. In the MCU. Um, uh, it doesn't really say if it's going to be a movie or a flashback or a TV show. So anyone's guess right now for that one.
2: More didn't PSA they... videos.
3: Yeah. That'd be cool. Didn't they, didn't they say that it was in Spider-Man 3? So I thought it was like an alternate universe thing I or didn't something like that.
1: Maybe not. <laughs> um, I've lost my. Oh. Um, Entertainment Weekly. Uh, they had the first look of the Mortal Kombat reboot that's coming in April. Did you even see that? Yeah. Yeah. Looks very Mortal Kombat. No. Yes. I forgot it was happening. I saw that. I was like,
4: oh, yeah. That's that's still happening.
1: They don't have any hope of over um, outdoing the original. Nineties Mortal Kombat though. That's a that's a classic. If anyone they'll hasn't po- seen that.
2: They'll probably slow down they'll probably slow down the theme song and it's just kind of lame make it dramatic. Yeah. Billy Eilish singing
1: or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Patrick Dempsey is gonna be back for the enchanted sequel, which is called Disenchanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: Like, Enchanted with Amy Adams? Yes. Huh. (laughs) Didn't know there was a sequel coming for that. You didn't know that? No.
4: I said it a while back.
3: Okay.
1: Oh, you didn't know that? (laughs) That's no Uh, news now. Okay. Tom Cruise. I don't know if you guys saw that little blow-up he had about people... Uh, um practicing social distancing on the set of uh Mission Impossible. Yeah. yeah. Um so that happened and then he purchased a robot to enforce COVID rules on the Jeez. <laughs> was,
4: was that ever confirmed? I saw that it was a rumor that he did that, but I didn't see if it was ever confirmed or not.
1: I think yeah, I think he did that. <laughs> um and then uh related needs. Steven Spiels, Spielberg doesn't want to work with Tom Cruise. Um, and They've done two movies together. Um, and reports were that Tom Cruise wanted to set up a new movie with Spielberg, but Spielberg's not that interested in it.
3: Huh. Interesting. Huh. I
4: guess when you're both that big, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> like, I don't need you and you don't need me.
1: War <laughs> uh, of the Worlds, which is the one... He worked on it with Spielberg. Um, that's like his biggest non Mission Impossible
3: movie. Really. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm.
1: Um another actor news, Toby Maguire is reportedly acting like a diva on the set of Spider-Man oh, 3. No. <laughs> He's
4: like, I, I started all of this.
1: <laughs> oh, God.
4: I'm the best Spider
3: Man. <laughs> oh, that beast. He's just walking around set doing the Spider Man three dance. He's got the hair and everything every morning. Just oh, that that would
1: disappoint me. Stop it, I mean He doesn't even seem interested in acting anymore. He just like wants to play poker all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, everyone wants Henry Cavill for Captain Britain. That's a rumor. Huh. Makes sense. Superman. <laughs> uh, Lucasfilm is uh, Lucasfilm is developing a Star Wars Thirteen Thirteen project, which was that canceled video game. Mm-hmm. But this one will probably be either a show or a movie. Hmm. Just give us the game just, back,
4: and then they'll release <laughs> the game after the movie comes out. Because like we still have it, <laughs> so let's just do it. <laughs>
1: um. A gaming news about Star Wars, but we'll save that for a different podcast. Um Damon might be in Thor, Love and Thunder. So this poses the question: is he gonna play that same character he was <laughs> in the actor? Right. <laughs>
3: <Ryan? laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> Um, or maybe they were so blown away by his performance, they're like, "We gotta get bring him in." <laughs> <laughs> That's good acting. John <laughs> <laughs> um, week Four is gonna start
1: shooting later this year, so it's gonna start going. Oh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> How creative can they get with deaths on this next one, Jared?
2: Uh, after that last one, I no limits, man. <laughs> um,
1: Netflix has acquired the rights to um, release "Mitchell's Versus the Machines." Um, it's an animated movie by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Um, it was originally at Sony, but I guess Netflix picked it up because of the COVID thing going on. So it's kind of like like a family. Family versus robots thing going on. Um, be interesting. Uh, Beast Wars, the Beast Wars movie. It's, uh, it's just kind of weird, but the, it says it's a crossover with the Gen One um, Transformers. It's going to have the scale of an endgame like movie, so it's going to take place mostly in space.
3: <laughs> Don't have humans. <laughs>
2: Don't have that you? That sounds me. terrible. That sounds terrible to me. We're gonna yeah. make an end
4: game movie without putting in any of the work beforehand. <laughs> <Yeah. Bold laughs> statement.
1: I don't think it's Michael Bay though. So Let's see how it goes.
2: Uh, Might as well at this point. Who cares anymore? <laughs> yeah. <seriously. laughs> Just let them have them all.
1: <laughs> as a correction, Marvius is twenty twenty two, not twenty twenty one. Like I said. Um, hmm. So let's push back even farther. Jim Gaffigan has been cast as Mr. Smee in *Peter Pan* in *Windy*. He seems like a tall
4: guy. Is he a tall guy? Yeah, he is tall, isn't he? I don't is know. Is he tall? tall? I don't. I always, oh, I'll picture, look at him. I always pictured him as tall. So Smee's like really,
1: really small. I, I really, <laughs> really just know him by the voice. Yeah.
4: Yeah, okay. Picture him. I usually only see him like on stage, so all comedians kind of look tall on stage because there's only one up there. Yeah. Unless they have to go up and intentionally lower the mic, then you know they're short. You know who I would have got?
2: <laughs> <laughs> what? You know who I would have got for that role? The dude from um Winter Soldier, the scientist? Uh, <laughs> oh that guy? Yeah, he's too creepy.
3: he's six foot,
2: so Yeah.
3: Pretty tall.
1: Decent size. It'd yeah. but... be it's funny like, if he's taller times. than like Cook. Cook's <laughs> yelling, at <laughs> <laughs> <Who's> yelling <laughs> up at him. <laughs> darn it, <me. laughs> Um <laughs> So that's good for the news and trailers this time. Why don't we move to the movies? Um trying to think of it. let's do one night first, because I don't know how much I have to say about this one. I don't know about you guys. Um one Night in Miami, like I said, it is streaming on Amazon Prime. Um, it's directed by Regina King in her first um, directorial um, outing. And basically, it's about, it takes place after um, the famous Muhammad Ali, uh, Sonny Liston fight. I kind of put Ali on the map. Um and it, basically, it's his interaction with Malcolm X and Brown, um, Sam Cooke, um, and just uh, four, like, big names in the civil rights movements that came after Martin Luther King. Um, and <sighs> so it was a good movie. Um, I enjoyed it. It, um, it kind of started slow, I thought. Um I don't know about you guys but it kind of took a while to get going um i thought there was some really good parts in there especially when um dan cook is kind of like calling out um, malcolm x on his his beliefs and his kind of style of um protests that clashed with what like, came before it um so i thought that was really interesting because i don't i don't know if all movies would have done that like i think malcolm x is kind of a very controversial figure um so that i think a lot of movies would have kind of tiptoed around it or maybe softened up his character a little bit but this one definitely it, it didn't shy away from um showing you the other viewpoint um or more like Peaceful, I guess, of peaceful against peaceful protesting against kind of the more confrontational protesting that uh, he championed. And I thought that was really cool and probably the most interesting part of the movie. Um, but, yeah, we had some good performances. Um, I thought the guy who played Jim Brown was really good. and They were all really good, actually. Um, I thought it was funny to see because Muhammad Ali, when you – um when you think about him he's like this big charismatic guy and he's one part where he calls him a big bait jim Brown calls him a big baby <laughs> i thought it was hilarious um but um yeah so it, it's funny to see him with um guys who have a bigger who were like on his level of celebrity at that time because some at some parts he kind of looks passive when he's around these other three um you know, big um, members of the civil rights movie, he's kind of the guy like sitting in the back, just like, Oh my goodness, stop fighting! Like, <laughs> which is, us just all get along. Um, so I thought that was really interesting to see, uh, Muhammad Ali trade like that because it's, it's like a different, different way of seeing him than what we're used to. But, um, who wants to go next? Did you guys, anyone have like a real long take they wanted? to? Um, take on.
2: Uh, I guess I'll go if no one's ready. Be my sure. Idea. Um, so like you said, it took a while to get started. Um, it was kind of slow in the beginning, but I was kind of thinking there'd be more boxing just because I've been in this big boxing mood because of EPO and stuff like that in box Um, so I was like, oh, we're gonna see a lot of the Sunny Listed and Muhammad Ali fight, but it was just like him getting ready a little bit, and then the fight where we just like five minutes of the fight so I was a little disappointed but that's not what this movie's about um um <laughs> it's very much like it captures that vibe of like when you have a fight with friends or a fair, you have a group of friends and like two of them are fighting and you're just like everyone's doing that face like oh just stop <laughs> but the two friends just keep um keep going at it um and which It was, like, the best part of the movie is when they were fighting um, uh, Sam Cooke and Malcolm X. Um, I love that part when uh, Sam Cooke was, like, I told that one guy to sell his song, and now that's, like, the biggest song ever. And he just, like, totally, like, made a point. But I do like the fact that Malcolm X said that he wasn't, antagonizing him to be mean or like to put him down it's just like he has more um he has such a high view of this guy that he could be doing so much more and that he was just doing it out of like admiration or out of love or something like that um other than that i don't really have much to say just like Why wouldn't you have more food than just ice cream? Like, at least have some (laughs) chips and dip. (laughs) Have a little spread, man. Come on. (laughs) Uh, One last thing is I did want to say that, like, everyone, the four dudes in this just did a great job acting. I like each and every one of them. But that's all I had to say about this one.
4: All right. Uh, On my screen, I'm going to go in order. I don't know what your screens look like, but uh, yeah, I'm totally with you guys on that one. This movie surprised me definitely because from the trailer, I expected the fight to be the culmination of the movie. Uh, from what I remembered, I remember watching the trailer a few weeks back when we did the when it came out, <coughs> and uh, for it to be the the initial thing and the rest of the movie, like I kept I kept thinking like when they went to go get the liquor, I was like, oh, they're gonna get pulled over. There's gonna be some racial fight with the cops. Something's gonna happen here. Nothing ever happens. It's just the conversations of these four iconic names. That you know in that time period having a conversation in one night in Miami. It's like, it's such an interesting premise. And I knew I was going to like the movie going in, but I didn't expect the movie that I got, but I still really liked the movie that I got. Um, Like you guys said, the, the freaking acting was phenomenal. I feel I think the guy that played Malcolm X was definitely just a standout, extreme standout. And like you said, Joseph, it is such a bold thing to take the ideas and question them in the movie back and forth. Cause it is a, it's a touchy especially this past year has been in such a touchy subject and like to question yeah. like a bold man trying to make change just whatever ways he's doing it is it was i feel like it was really well done d- between these four guys i don't know how i saw at the end it was based on a novel i don't know if that novel's based on malcolm x's writings of the story that he told at the end of the movie that you saw but i i, I want to look more into it we just watched a couple of hours ago so i didn't get to look at like a comparison of truth and fiction but I feel like it was so well done. Just the the different, like like you said with uh, Muhammad Ali and how he's just kind of like kind of joking, trying to get everything light again. Like, hey, how about some ice cream? How about just kind of like trying to ease the mood and everything. And then I really, really, really liked um, what was his name? James, Jim Brown, James Brown, Jim Brown, Jim. Brown. Jim. I really liked his story of just like <clears throat> just or I, it, it's more of like all of their stories apart from Malcolm X is just them rising being the exceptions to what it was to be black. Then like, Hey, they're accepted because of their talents and things. And like how they're the, they all kind of felt stuck in that. Not really Muhammad Ali. Cause he loved what he did so much, but like with, um, Sam cook and him not being able to write the songs he wanted. And with Jim Brown, he was like, Hey, I want to do movies, but that's terrifying because people know me for football. People love me for football. And that's my freedom in football. I don't know. Just the, the, the subjects they tackled. This was such a, such a really good movie. Um, it's definitely want me to learn, go and look more about it, especially. Like, I'd almost want it to either be longer or have some other one that told the story after this, or just like kind of the culminating all of their individual stories, because you know you kind of get the end individ- the The last text of Malcolm X died two days after, um, that scene. I don't not the night scene, right? It was, it was after, uh, yeah, because his his house got burnt, and then. Did he die before Muhammad Ali was? What you say. Was uh. I think so, yeah, or no, because Muhammad Ali was at the in the scene, in the movie anyway, Muhammad Ali got, I don't know what you would call it in the Muslim religion, but he was inducted or sworn in sworn, or whatever. Uh, yeah, sworn in sounds weird, <laughs> in. but and he was looking at the chair and Malcolm X wasn't there, and so I don't know if he had already died at that point, or if that was whenever the house was getting set on fire, I don't know, but, but I definitely would like to learn more, definitely want to look more into these stories, but I feel like it was such a good movie. But it is, it is, like you were saying, Joseph, it's a hard one to talk about because, like, there's so much in this, but not much outside of. Revolution? No, 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 no. I mean, like, there's so much content in this movie, but it's also just such a simple movie because it's just a conversation dealing with difficult topics, but the movie is just, hey,. One night in Miami, where they spend a night. I did like that a lot. How it was like this? <laughs> you got a dog roll around by me. Um, how it was <laughs> instead of them going to a party, these huge names just going to this crappy motel and just talk for a while. I liked yeah. it a lot. But but yeah, I thought it was a really um, really well done movie.
2: One thing I wanted to say. Um, sorry to interrupt, but um, I'm done. So I before this movie, I knew about like Jim Brown, Muhammad Ali, and Sam Cooke, but I had I had never I didn't know a lot about malcolm x i don't want to sound angry but i just haven't learned a lot about him and it was good see i, I like seeing a little bit more about him or actually getting some kind of context of what kind of person he was um but yeah i just wanted to say that
4: i definitely want to look in to see if unchained melody was actually came about that way the song that he sang at the end on the thing because mm-hmm. that uh, if so that'd be freak. that's that's a really cool story if that's like historically historically accurate True. yeah like if he's saying that on the newscast at that point, that was really well done. Um, go ahead. Yeah, Alex, I, didn't, I
3: didn't know if they were gonna let like cut off the feed if they no. thought that it wasn't an appropriate song or something, but but uh, they didn't seem to. But uh, I freaking love this movie. I th- this is early in this year, but I I wouldn't be surprised if for me if this is a contender for game of the year, or game of the year, <laughs> uh, Wrong or, uh <laughs> movie of the year because but a lot of that's just personal preference. Like I think about my favorite Tarantino and it's a uh, hateful eight. And it's, this is kind of the same thing. It's like some people in a room for most of the movie. And uh, yeah, definitely not what I thought going in. I thought that, because uh, even if you guys listened to our last episode, I didn't even really understand the trailer. Cause I wasn't paying attention and um, <laughs> watching it this time. I thought, Oh yeah, it's about Muhammad Ali and it's about boxing and probably, and we'll see what happens. And then there's that when they first get to the hotel, I was like, this is one of the most uncomfortable scenes I've ever experienced. I was like, something horrible is going to happen. <laughs> and I was just like, why are they lingering on this scene so long? And then the, all of a sudden the title of the movie clicked in my mind. It was like one night in Miami. I was like, oh, this isn't the scene. This is going to be the movie. So then I, 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 I calmed down after I figure that out. And I was like, okay, okay. Maybe, maybe not something horrible is going to happen. Um, but like what Jared was saying about having ignorance about Malcolm X, like I got to admit, like I've heard that name. I didn't, know. I don't know. I didn't know anything about anyone in this movie prior to watching this, except for I knew Muhammad Ali's name, of course. But even then the only, I didn't even know he was like an obnoxious guy. Like I just, the only thing I know about Muhammad Ali is that he had like brain uh, injuries later on in life from boxing too much, and I'm not even sure if that's true, but I think that it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's and true. all the other guys, like I don't know, I never, I don't even. You're cutting out. Sorry, you're now. cutting out.
4: A
1: little...
3: You're like muted or yeah. something.
1: It's like we lost Alex's mic.
3: What about now? There you go. Oh, Are okay. you go. I think, I think I hit the cord. This cord for this mic is terrible, but... But, um... I, uh... Hold on, sorry. I, uh... I don't know if... It was just because, uh... Let's see, what was I saying before the mic cut out? You weren't sure didn't
4: know Identities and their history. Oh, this. yeah, because
3: I didn't know who any of them... I didn't know who any of them were at all. And they, uh... Uh, sorry. <laughs> I totally rocked my train of thought. Um, but as far as like, I love how intricate they showed each person's perspective. Like, that was every, there were so many moments where they were no, hitting on different things that, like, you know, a person nowadays who the situation obviously, like Michael said, in this last year, it's still still boiling, but it is better. And uh, but like hearing them talk about that situations even about how he talked about that you know more fair-skinned black people have it you know kind of better than you know they, yeah. they consider themselves separate and i was just like man that's that's so interesting and um and how that he kind of called malcolm x about that and I, god that was that was so interesting You called out Mac- malcolm x about it saying like are you sure you're not just trying to prove that you're one of the darker skin black people, i was
2: like man that is so intricate and uh to that that point there was a line about where he said there's um white people that just can't wait to be like say that they're like not racist or something like that how yeah that was an issue i was like dang that i never even thought about that yeah that scene in the beginning whenever he's at
4: however he knew that white guy's house and he stops him from going in to help him think it's just like
2: oh that that made me yeah. so sad it's i was like you yeah.
3: i knew i knew something was coming in that scene i was like you can see that mm-hmm. he's like polite but still trying to keep him under his thumb almost it's like there was something up with that guy and as soon as he said that, i was like yep there it is yep yeah. um but man there were so many like like they did I, i'll somewhat disagree with michael where he's the he's the things that malcolm x stole a show i think that they all did like i know that you said they all did a good job but i can't think of anyone who not only did a good performance but also with their character that they showed they made sense of their motivation like every single one of them i was like at some point i was like i see where you're coming from i see why you would be so gung ho about this idea and then the other person why they'd be so reluctant for that idea and uh is such a interesting boiling pot of personalities and the situation that they're in. So, uh, I think this is very, very high ranking on my movie of the year so far.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think everyone should check it out, um, especially because of what we're going through nowadays. Um, and it does touch, like you were saying, that part where he talks about how, um, we're not all you no, we're not all the same black, you know, we all have our different experiences and, you know, our different beliefs um, Just because we're black doesn't make us all the same people. I think that's like one of the most important um, points that people need to realize nowadays is um, we're all individuals and stuff like that. And um, it's dangerous just to lump everyone in the same um, categories. But yeah, the, I, I definitely recommend just people watching this one just to you know just to get informed and in all all the what's already happened and then um just like what can happen. So a uh, good one on Amazon. Uh before we go to the next one, Harry really did mention Megaloblocks. Um Megalobox. Not, not, <laughs> not blocks. Um, um <laughs> if you guys haven't heard we do have an anime podcast now um it's it called that's good anime that's, right
2: that's good anime yeah
1: right okay so this is jared's little show or not little show Jared, jared's show um, so- <laughs> <laughs> jared's in charge of this one um and they talked what you guys talk about this week or the last uh, episode
2: we talked about megalobox that was our main anime that we wanted to talk about um and we also talked about uh, Hajime no Ippo. So as a boxing-themed anime, or show. Yeah.
1: Well, so I thought we'd do a little crossover and um, talk about if we were put in charge of casting for a mega, mega, <laughs> <Megalo> box movie, <laughs> who would we cast in that movie? So Jared and Alex... I kind of give you a mission, and I want to hear what you guys came up with, so go ahead.
2: Uh, Alex, I don't know what you got, but I only got one for, um... Because the three main characters, I was like, I don't care about who plays the kid because it's just going to be a kid actor, so whatever. (laughs) Um, If you had to get someone, maybe that kid from Stranger Things. (laughs) Which one? One of them. (laughs) The goofy one, Dustin or whatever his name is. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh
0: yeah.
2: That could and be then, good. And um for Joe, I was thinking the guy I don't know why, but the guy that it's probably because I have a man crush on him. The guy that played Storm Shadow and G.I. Joe. I think he'd yeah, I good, think he'd yeah, be a I good Joe. Man, I don't I don't remember. But, but I could not think of anyone to play uh Nambu, the trainer. Pops. What about me. you, Alex? Um I I was having a hard time thinking of someone that like, you know
3: that really fit him, like, and I think a lot of it was hang, kind of hung up on the aesthetic of him. Like, yeah, because like, I don't know, but
1: but I ended up just going: The easy thing would have been to say Danny devito like we always say
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. or... <laughs> that would have been fun. <laughs>
3: um, <laughs> but the only ones I came up with was uh, I went with Oscar Isaac for uh Joe. I thought he could pull it off. I thought he could bring the charm of more like Poe from Poe Dameron and the fun side and like confident side than like the other stuff he's done. And then the, I just now realized this. I'm accidentally pulling from Star Wars, but uh, I thought that I don't think he's the best choice, but I think for Pops, you could pull a uh, Mark Hamill. I think he could pull it off. Oh, yeah,
1: that's that's a good choice.
3: Is it? I don't know, but I, I feel like it could work. <laughs>
2: that or or hear me out no that won't work never mind just forget what i said
3: (laughs) and i couldn't the one i couldn't think of was the kid so i'm gonna go with your choice of dustin from stranger things so
2: yeah say
1: a young macaulay culkin maybe um (laughs) so jerry jerry i thought he was thinking the same thing as me as for joe um Oh yeah, other person I thought about was maybe if like the guy from Karate Kid was older, the main kid in that one, he could do it. Mm. Um, the kid, like we said, we don't care. Um, I think he, Mark Hamill is actually a really good. Yeah. Or, and then uh, I don't. I didn't have one for the bad guy. Did you guys think of one? I
3: I couldn't think of one. No.
1: Yeah.
2: Talking about Yuri or? Yeah, Yuri. Uh, I couldn't think of anyone. Russia. probably that dude probably that dude from Creed 2 yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: um and then I, for the uh crime boss guy that guy that like sits at the bets or whatever um yeah I was thinking like
2: Tom Cruise maybe
3: no, he's too short. That guy's got a real tall. <laughs> In the anime, he's like as tall as the ceilings.
2: <laughs> I, I could see um, what's his name? The guy that played um uh, the guy who played Thanos. Oh, um, Josh Brolin. Sproulin? Yeah, I could, I could see that.
3: You know? Or even like uh, Sean Penn. Now I'm just thinking of gangster type people, but. Yeah.
1: cool um so maybe we'll do this for another time for um crossover the other um uh, podcast jared do you have any news on the next episode or uh, save it? i don't
2: have much news um just that we're on spotify and eight other platforms right now um, i don't have news because i forgot the name of the anime recovery me
3: too so, it's like uh, i don't know some japanese it's guy.
2: like bako no baka monogatari yeah that's it yeah okay
1: then um so that's our anime podcast and then michael he's running the video game podcast um we'll probably see that later this month well it's almost it's it's almost time for that yeah, time need, right michael
4: <laughs> we, need to, we need to probably record next weekend so okay cool
1: that'll be cool. for those Start so of helps. february And then if you guys want to follow us on the social networks, we are on Instagram at Hell 6 Movie Podcast and on Twitter at Hell 6 Movie Pod. So go ahead and offer up any suggestions for us on the podcast. Um, Since Thomas isn't here, we'll save what's in the box for next time, our first what's in the box of the year. So we're just going to have to wait a little longer for that.
2: We should just give Michael a point and not tell him. Give me 10 points. <laughs> it's like,
3: Thomas, don't listen to the episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Alex, why don't you tell us about Outside the Wire?
3: Sure. Yeah, it's a movie that uh, it, 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 uh, it's a cool premise, and it's actually boring. Done. That's, a, <laughs> that's all I got. No, but uh, okay, so there's this guy that he disobeys a direct order. And he flies drones for the army and he takes a decision and lives into his own hand and they're like bad. So then they send him off to actually get some actual field experience so that maybe he can realize that you should make those decisions cause you're not out there. And he's matched up with this AI guy. That's apparently five years old, but it's Anthony, Anthony Mackey from Marvel. And uh, he's really, he's really cool. He's got his own plan And then they go on their own shenanigans, and there's a confusing plot that I don't even really understand. And uh, (laughs) yeah, I think I told Michael on paper, this movie sounds awesome. In reality, watching it, it was incredibly boring.
1: Like we've said, we've said, I think even last week, um, Netflix always has like these great ideas for movies, but then they can never execute them. And I think that the same thing happened for this one. It has a cool premise. um, But. Like the best part is like the beginning where he's like disobeying. Yeah. I thought that was like the most interesting stuff was when he's disobeying commands. Uh, yeah, Command.
3: it, at the beginning of the movie, I was kind of like, okay, I'm kind of in. You know, I'm not super sold, but I'm I'm down. And then it just yeah, it just meandered, and I was just like, what is going on? Like anyway. Yeah,
1: it, in the robots the actual robot looking robots are actually more interesting than Anthony Mackie's yeah. robot character <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah and i think um, he did a
3: good job i as far as acting like anthony mackie was definitely like the star of the show the other guy i feel like was i think he was good cuz he did kind of convey someone who's like arrogant but has no clue what they're talking about and then he gets in the field and he's kind of like panicking but at the same time, I didn't really feel like I was like rooting for him, which is interesting for a yeah, main yeah. character. So he was kind of a confusing. I think he did a good performance, but but uh, Anthony Mackie Everything stole the show. It's just that there's not much else you can it's... do with it. It's... Not much to steal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he stole everything, and the rest of the movie was left empty and blank. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's all I can say. Uh, I'm gonna toss it to Jerry.
2: Okay. Um. Wow. Just another one of these. <laughs> um. So I'm gonna disagree with Alex. I thought I didn't even think Anthony Mackie did a good job. Of that or the writing was just terrible. Because mm, it was. I hated. I hated how he just cussed. Like it was like if Thomas wrote the AI for that <laughs> robot, just just throwing some. <laughs> some curse words every once in a while, you look human. I was like, ah, oh, I don't like this. Um It's just, I didn't know, I, like Alex, I didn't know what was going on. Like, like you guys were saying, the best part is when he's disobeying that order and they're like, don't, don't shoot. And he's like, I think I should. And they're like, no, dude, don't shoot. <laughs> um But, oh my goodness. Uh, it's hard. It, there's not much to say. It's just like everyone, didn't do their didn't bring their a-game the story was a mess if there was a story it was just like the ai's gone rogue the 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 whole world's already like in chaos so it's if this guy you don't even know if he's going rogue because everything is in chaos you don't know who's good or bad and then um I just didn't like it, guys. I just, I tried. It. Like I went in with an open mind. I was like, hey, yeah. they're, they're. I'm sure they know what they're doing now with these Netflix movies, but no, it's no. the same thing.
3: The um, we should have an episode where we rank all of them.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that'd be kind of fun. Um, like, there's,
3: there's ones like I think what was it called, Power Project, Power or whatever that I actually kind of liked.
2: Yeah, but it's a lot better than this.
3: Than, yeah, it was a lot better than this one. <laughs>
2: and i was gonna say i like anthony mackie as an actor i always Mm -hmm. find him kind of charming and funny yeah but in this it was just like annoying and like like a 15 year old cod player like wrote his dialogue it was terrible (laughs) (laughs) um there was one more oh do you guys know i was gonna ask this do you guys know the actor who played the the commanding officer he was like he's older
3: He's in. Are you talking about the one that was on, like, in the war room kind of looking thing? Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, I know he's in House of Cards. Mm -hmm. Because he looks so so familiar the whole time. Yeah. I think that besides House of Cards, he's not really ever a man of steel. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. He's not ever like a mainstay except for House of Cards.
2: Okay. That's pretty much all I had to say about this. Michael, do you got anything? Insightful. Did you see something we didn't see? This movie's this movie's terrible. It's it's so bad. <laughs> like I went expecting a
4: bad movie because we saw the trailer, but I expected it to be a little more enjoyable because I thought it was going to be a bad movie. But it was wor- way worse than I expected. I don't know what Alex talking about. The beginning was one of the worst parts to me. That start off that start off where he's like, it, it's 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 like, hey, we need you to be an arrogant dude that thinks he knows everything. So he's smacking on gummy bears in this, just like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, there, I'm, a, man. I'm a drone driver. I don't care about nobody but myself. It's like my s- gummy bear. Such a bad scene because they're like, "Hey, don't show any expression because you you don't care, but you don't. It doesn't affect you. It's it was terrible. The whole first scene was terrible. The movie is terrible. If I can summarize the idea of the plot, because there is no plot, the main character is pointless. He gets he, he. I kind of that. Okay, here's a little silver lining. The idea of Anthony Mackey using him was a cool idea. Like, hey, I need to use you to break code so I can go free because Anthony Mackey's uh. end goal was to stop them making more of him because it, they weren't ready yet. Apparently, is what he in his belief. The, the in my mind is they weren't ready technologically wise to build Anthony Mackey's. And so he wanted to stop Anthony Mackey. Right? <laughs> he wanted no more Anthony Mackie. So that was his point with the nuke. And he was like, I'm going to kill a hundred thousand to save the hundred million, whatever his word, the figure was, but like trying to draw the parallel, trying to draw the parallels of him killing two soldiers to this, to the end was so bad. The whole, the, who played the bad guy? Oh, it was the guy from game of Thrones. Um, I don't know his actual name, but he actually, I didn't mind his character. I thought he did well. Uh, for the little tiny bit he was in And that fight scene was actually kind of cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know.
4: <laughs> he didn't have to try that hard. But, but, yeah. I don't even remember who you're talking about. The guy he threw the pole through and then stuck in the car. The guy they were initially going uh, after with yeah, the codes yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, this movie's terrible. The visuals were bad. The fire looked so bad. Yeah. Um, none like like you said you didn't like the main character because the main characters there was zero zero interest in any of the characters not one single character brought me any sort of huh what is your deal no i didn't care they could have all the nuke could have dropped down on this just everything it was <laughs> what was the point in the robots like do you have the big boy robot but he's not you know, no one knows about him secret and then they got the other other robots but there was never anything about them like what, what?
2: is the point of robot dogs They didn't even do
4: anything with it. There's just you saw two of them run across, and I forgot about that till now. But this movie, this movie is Uh,
1: robots. Robots weren't very good at their job. Like they're terrible. They're supposed to be there so humans don't get killed, but they're constantly getting.
3: The the other ones, the the (laughs) ones inside of that building, the bad ones were like way better. Like they, they'd like they'd like take cover. Uh, of The whole thing where they'd be on the stairs and they have that big like 50 cal gun or whatever, like. I was like, these guys are smart, but then, yeah, the other ones are just like stand still till I get blown up. And it's,
4: <laughs> it, I hated, I hated the scene where he's in front of the the bank thing, the Rahab, and the standoff. They have the humans, whatever, and then the robots because they're trying to make him seem like he used to be a robot. The robot shot first and didn't wait for him to try and save everyone, trying to show, hey, you were once a robot, but now you care. It was like this scene was so in your face and badly done. Oh man, I I did not like this movie at all. I was very glad it was over. I was bored through the whole thing. Really, really could. I can't believe it was two hours. Why two hours? Ugh, it was a bad movie. Two hours. Very upset about it.
2: I I thought like I was paying attention, like I was focused on the screen, and I still didn't know what was going on. And I'm usually good about like picking up on like context and stuff, but I was just like, what is happening?
3: I didn't know who was good, who was bad, who was doing what for why. It was all though. How does
2: yeah, Netflix like... get away with no plots? How did how do you make movies like this? <laughs>
4: <laughs> Cuz Anthony Mackie did flips um... and he jumped through a car window on both sides. That's how they got away with it. See, I don't even remember that. That's how
3: forgettable this movie is.
1: I thought the camera work was pretty bad too. It's like during the action scenes yeah. and stuff is that stupid st- steady cam stuff and it's like uh, um but like like you were saying you don't know the bad guys? I guess we were. The Americans were supposed to be the bad guys at the end or something like I think like
4: that. everyone was the bad guys because the Americans yeah. were making the Anthony Mackies. Anthony Mackie didn't think that was right. Anthony Mackie wanted to blow up them, so he was a bad guy. The main guy was a bad guy because he didn't care about human life. The redheaded people wanted to use the nukes for something else, so they were bad people. And then the guy that was the initial bad guy was a bad guy because he was a terrorist. Everyone's a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> You're muted again, Alex. You're Lushy.
2: muted, Alex.
1: And then. Um. Can you hear me?
3: Yes. You, you can't hear me?
2: Yes. Yeah, now we can hear you.
3: Okay. I, I accidentally touched the cord. Don't again. Touch your tray. I didn't need to not touch it. Um, it was <laughs> a little trailer cord, but I, everything you guys have brought up about this movie, I forgot. I forgot about the redhead chick. I, I didn't remember anything. And granted, I was pretty tired while watching this movie, but I don't know if that was the movie's fault. Anyway.
2: that's all. He I was, was like. really pointless, that character. Yeah, uh, so pointless. She just said, like, everything's effed up, that's it. And then she didn't do anything. She yeah. just said everything's bad, and you're bad. It's like that's all she the, did.
4: That initial conversation where they introduce her, I'm like, okay, maybe maybe there'd be some weird side characters that's at least slightly interesting. But it was like that whole scene, I was like, Wow. You couldn't have been less interesting as a character. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: You know what? I thought think- would have been better. I, if they would have played up the whole... Instead of making it about like nukes, him wanting to nuke people, if they would have played it up as him using this guy to get his freedom... Yeah, that would have been a That would have been so much better. Yeah. Yeah, um, I agreed. And then at the end, too... Um, I thought it would be cool for the character. to um, not drive it away. Started in started out with, car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, it, it with him, like bombing um, something and killing people. I thought it would be cool if it, were, if he would have called down the bomb on him, like sacrificing himself to kill Anthony Mackey. I thought that would have been like a good, like he should have around for his character. But then he just like. Well, I'm gonna run. I'm gonna somehow outrun this this bombing strike and get out of this. Right, we're, we're gonna take scenes. I'm gonna be driving <laughs> so bad. Yeah.
2: Do you think there's like a group of people that are like, this movie's amazing? Of course,
4: yeah.
3: there always I, are. I fear that
4: oh, my dad wrong. would enjoy
2: this movie. I really <laughs> fear that my
4: dad would enjoy it. <laughs>
3: Yeah, well, he's just anything that even remotely resembles military. Like action and stuff. He's like, oh, explosion. It's like <laughs> he, he, for for reference. He, I love my dad, but and he has good taste in some movies, but but he loves those Gerard Butler like Olympus has Fallen movies. Yeah. And I'm like, no, dad. A lot of dads do. A lot it's of true. dads do. But yeah. well, watch uh, iRobot. It's a much better movie. It's true. I You're robot really- everything.
2: <laughs> it really is a movie that your dad just puts on on the weekend and just watches it. Yeah. You walk in, you're what like, what is you're it? Watching? <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: he's like, I don't know what I'm watching. Uh, but I'm, I'm liking it. <laughs>
1: Time to talk with Netflix movies because like they premiere and they're like number one, everyone's watching this. Yeah. This is trending, everyone's watching this movie. But they don't tell you that this movie's terrible. And they're just watching it because <laughs> it's the new movie on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> they forget to mention that part. Um, <laughs> yeah, so maybe avoid this one unless you're like really extremely bored on the weekend. Um, <laughs>
4: doing the dishes or cleaning house, just pop it on.
2: If, if your dad has it on, might as well watch it with him, Bond. Do it, do it for the dads out there. Do it for the dads.
1: <laughs> okay, so that was our movies for this week. So why don't we move into our watch list? Does anyone want to go first? Michael, you said you had a big watch list. I you? got a big watch list because I really? watched... Okay, so do you mind if I
4: go first? I'm going to go first. Oh, you go first. Oh, go ahead. Uh, this might take a while. Um... <laughs> So, this whole week, I've been doing parts that take a lot of handwork, but no brain work. So, I set my iPad at up. At work, you mean. At work, yeah, yeah, yeah. At work. And so, I set my iPad up on the side, and I watched just hit, just, th- th- these are amazing movies. There's one, there's one that's more charming than amazing, but the rest are all just like, Anyway, so on Monday... You should mention
1: that Michael
4: is a surgeon, so... I am a surgeon, yes, yes. I just read <laughs> the person's body and I had him. I was like, oh, you're fine, you're fine. Well, oh, that, that, that didn't Talk need to come it. out. Doesn't
2: that go back inside the person? <laughs> nah, no, I didn't need it. <laughs> I didn't need it.
4: Um, yeah, so while I'm preferring, performing surgery, I started on Monday and I watched... uh finally watched Trial of the Chicago 7. and oh, yeah. Holy cow, that is a fantastic movie. It's about uh, in... Oh, 1968, there were riots. I, 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 I told myself yesterday, I remember the date, and then I forgot it for half a second, but it's okay, we got there. Um, So there were riots in Chicago. There was a bunch of, like, several, several different peaceful protests that were supposed to come in. They were all trying, like, they go through the movie of how they were trying to get uh, permits to protest. Because, like, if we want permits, this is going to turn disaster because people are going to go everywhere. There are literally thousands and thousands of people coming here. And... We we need somewhere to go, and no one would give them thing, give them permits. Um. So anyway, so the protests turned into riots through just crazy circumstances, and then there were th- seven people that were kind of like ringly or taken up as the leaders and put on trial. Technically eight, but the eighth guy was kind of like you'll if you watch the movie, you'll see. Oh, he didn't really have anything to do with it. Um. But, and I looked up so after the movie because you know with these like we watched uh, night one night in Miami and then this movie. It's hard to tell, you know, what is actually factually correct and stuff. So I went and read a side-by-side with the transcript of the – a comparison with the transcript of the actual courtroom, and it's pretty accurate. They do embellish some things. They're true, but they make them bigger for what they are. <laughs> Why is Jared smiling so much?
2: i just walks in with a bowl of whatever <laughs> and just enjoying it. I,
3: I, you said you go for a while, so I was like, I'm going to reheat up my steak and yeah, finish it. There you go. Um,
4: <laughs> yeah, so this movie has – it, uh, I, don't, I don't know the main actors, but it has Eddie Redmayne, who I love a lot. And then I, you forget sometimes because he does dumb movies, but Sasha Baron Conan can freaking act, man. Whenever he's like in a he does an incredible job in this movie. But this movie basically just covers a, a hundred and I think it was 87 day trial or something like that after this. And it is it is so powerful, so crazy. Everything that goes on. And just like like I said, I looked up you know a side by side comparison of the accuracy just to get it. But what they did and just it's it's so hard to describe this movie because uh, I do want I do I would like everyone to watch it just without you know and not that they're spoiling in it because you get the idea of it's a trial and you know what, where trial things go whatever and they're probably they're pretty blatant throughout the entire thing. Hey, this is going to go this way, but it's yeah, I I don't know how it's it, it's also seven movies back so I'm trying to remember everything about it that was but anyway
2: well, well, also, we, the kinda also the surgery kind of also the surgery
4: but anyway we'll, 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 cut, we'll cut this one off short because it is an incredible movie the performances are incredible it's a I don't know it's just a powerful movie and, and so it's interesting to compare with now times with then whenever like this is you know almost the same time as One Night in Miami where everything is very you know that time and that place and segregation is real and like it's 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 just an interesting comparison to, like, going from last year and the and the difficulties our country had last year compared to at this time, and it's just it's it's weird to see the similarities, the differences, and I don't know it's 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 a really 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 good movie, but I'll leave that one alone because I don't remember it as well because it was a week ago. Um, moving on to Tuesday, I started watching. Finally, I watched Insomnia, Christopher Nolan's second movie. Am I correct about that?
1: Uh. Yeah no you're wrong (laughs) it's following and then memento and then insomnia memento was
4: second okay 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 really that's crazy that memento is the only one i haven't seen then i've never seen memento so i was gonna watch it and it wasn't on anything um so anyways i watched insomnia and i thought it was a second movie and initially i was like how on earth does a man get al pacino and robin williams who had no idea was in the movie (laughs) in your like even third movie, (laughs) how on earth do you get? That's impressive as heck. But this movie is a lot of the movies that I watched last week were very much um, expectations completely flipped. Like I expected this to be a straightforward detective story, but then they take the twist of, Hey, you and him both have a secret and you have to, it's that battle between like, Hey, what's right. What do we do to try and, keep, like, uh, the detective trying to keep his career from falling apart so the people he's put in jail don't get released on his faulty, you know, history or whatever. And then you have Rob Williams, who just, he does, he, I, it's so rare to see him in these kind of roles. I mean, he does weird roles a lot, but to see him in that kind of, like, villain role, and how much yeah. he believed what he did was an accident. Hey, it's fine. We just move on. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Like, this movie was so, so good, and the idea, because at first I was like, okay, what is because they kind of set up the premise of the two of them and everything. And then it gets into the insomnia. So I finally realized, Oh, this is just kind of like him spiraling down this huge thing. But I honestly didn't even really need insomnia in the movie at all, but it was still an incredible movie. Um, I like the, uh, what's her name? I'm trying to think right now. I'm trying to look it up right now. Oh, I can't remember her name. Alex helped me out here. You just watched it too. Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank. Yeah, I feel like she did a really freaking good job in this in this movie. I don't have too much. Uh,
2: uh, may I ask real fast, where did you watch it on? Because I still haven't seen that one. It's on HBO Max.
4: Okay. It's it's definitely worth it. It's really good. Um, but it, it 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 throws a lot of turns at you that you expect from Christopher Nolan. But I didn't know with this being an earlier movie if it would be that way. But it's definitely like like I went in like I said expecting a detective movie with some weird sleep problems. And it's just like, oh, no, here's a turn. Here's a turn. Here's a problem. Here's a problem. And it's just like, it's really well done, really well paced. Alex, watch it too. Do you have anything you want to say? Or do you want to finish your steak first, Alex? <laughs>
3: um, uh, Yeah, I'll throw in some stuff. I pretty much agree. I think that, I don't think I think yet that it was as good as what you think it is. I think it's good. Um, I think that the fact that it's called Insomnia and it's like, I hear it's a little cheesy about how that, that's introduced and how that. Did they even set up that he's had trouble with insomnia or is it just because he's in Alaska? And yeah, it's because it's daylight the all the time
4: and also his guilt,
3: yeah. right? But uh, but I mean, who doesn't love a whole detective story? So I was really into that. And like you said, Robin Williams, man, because at first I was like, oh, maybe it was. I don't want to spoil anything with Jerry, but I guess you already did. Maybe it was just an accident. And then he says that one scene about how it happened, and I was like, no, you're like. Oh, you're a freak! You're A little crazy. <laughs> um, a the the only uh, loose. I really I really liked it. I liked the way it was shot a lot, but uh, oh yeah, another thing is Al Pacino at times looked just like our grandpa.
4: It was very weird. It's very true. <laughs> it's very true. I okay, think so I'm glad you agree say, with me because it is, but, it is um, weirdly
3: true. But then at the very end, I hate the way it ends.
2: Really? I won't say like just really? the shot that it ends really? on where
3: it it, I guess kind of things up to interpretation i was like this is this is stupid interesting um that's all i have to say bye didn't like the
4: ending i disagree with that i like the ending um so anyways after that uh on tuesday i watched rocket man finally this was another one uh, wait
2: the Go disney ahead. movie or
4: the no, one no, no, about... no, sorry sorry the
2: El- elton john elton john rocket man from, <laughs> i've seen that
4: I, I i've been wanting to see it but it was another movie that i had expectations set for what kind of movie it was going to be Completely blew them out. Just changed them. Not what I, I expected to be, you know, straightforward documentary type movie, but this was like almost a musical. The way they took like the art and changed or took the songs and put it to the meaning of what was happening during the movie was so good. Freaking Jamie Bell, freaking uh, Richard Madden, and Taron Egerton, man. So, so good. This movie, I, I was telling, because after every day, we, we Alex and I, would go to our moms for after work, and I was just kind of gushing about every movie that I watched. And this movie, I've always had a weird fascination with Elton John because of his like, cause like it's, it's like at that time where like in the movie he looks at the, the picture of the Beatles and gets his name, John, after he says Elton and just comparing the two, cause the Beatles, you know, the Beatles, you know, the, the members of the Beatles, but like Elton John is like a single like king or God really of that time. Like he was, he is, it was so big. And like they portray that so well through the movie. I've always found it super fascinating. Just like, and they go really in depth in the in, in the story and everything because you know he starts off and he's kind of you know held back. He's got kind of a little shy. He's, he feels like he's ugly. His hands are stumpy, whatever. And 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 by the end, like like they kind of play that song Rocket Man. He's talking about kind of like in that scene where he should talk about being alone. He's like, you guys don't know what it's like up here. I just want to live my life. And like Jamie Bell's character, he yells at him about. He's like, you don't know what it's like to be me every day on the street because Jamie Bell's character can just walk around, the writer of the songs. And I don't know. I feel like they did such a good job. And one, one thing that maybe has stuck in my mind for me to watch this movie is I saw a clip or a video of Taron Edgerton and uh, Elton John playing on a, um, I think it was a late night show or something like that. I can't remember. But it was just them two playing one of his songs live. And it's just like, I don't know, trying, trying to comprehend the idea of a life of like that. And, and they do a good job putting it through the story of just like, it's, it's just impossible to put yourself in that those kind of shoes or imagine what it's like because he was what 23 whenever he got he went over to america whatever and it's like everything just exploded from there like to be that kind of icon in like the history that he came from because there's a lot of uh, movies that i watch that deal with difficult childhoods and everything and you see how awful his dad was to him and i, I it was weird because i kind of had the hopes of his mom like hey come on just don't be don't be a bad person and then that last scene where she blames him for all that like it's so difficult that, and then not only to mention his homosexuality and trying to hide it that time. Like I equate it to um, Ian McKellen gave a interview on uh, David Tennant's podcast where he was talking about how difficult it was growing up and trying to keep it in himself and not let that out because you know people judge you so harshly for it. And it was almost like Elton John thought everyone was going to judge him harsher than he would have. Not like the public, but like his family. Like his mom was like, "Yeah, I know. I don't care. Like just whatever." But I don't know. It's it's such a it's such a a heartbreaking struggle to watch that kind of person grow up and the struggles of being who he is his whole life and like his dad putting him down like even though he was way better than music than his dad and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah. I thought this movie was incredibly well done. What what do you think, Jared? Since I, I, you've seen, I it?
2: just want to throw in my two cents. Um, like you were saying, the it was a lot more musical than I would have mm-hmm. thought. I thought it'd be like a straight kind of documentary yeah. kind of film. Um, but the musical scenes are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um. I really like the one where he's like at the dive bar and he's playing yeah. uh, crocodile rock for the first time. I think the song is that was so and, good. It's so good. Um, my favorite, my favorite song by him is still standing and given the subject of that song, you're like, it's going to be at the end. Cause yeah. obviously. <laughs> so the whole time I'm just waiting, I'm like, can't wait to hear that song. <laughs> it's at the very end and it's good, but I had to wait the whole movie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: yeah it's a it's a really good movie it's sad to see that he went through all this like like drug abuse and stuff like that yeah. just because he wanted to be loved and yeah it's a very good very good movie yeah it's such a difficult one especially because you always talk about like the i think the most
4: like painful and powerful scene is whenever he goes to see his dad after and like he has the two kids they are hugging they're hugging him and he's playing with them like he always wanted to play and he's just sitting in the taxi like crying and Man, that scene hit so hard. I was like, "Good lord!" And I loved, um, I loved how they took it from him, kind of recounting his story, because that's kind of how they got away with making it a musical. Not that they couldn't have done it anyway, but he was recounting it to you know his other AA members, whatever, and telling how everything was going in this extravagant way. And I, I loved how he came in in his suit and everything, and. <laughs> just sitting there, like, like all these people, and he's in this giant wing thing. Like I don't know, I didn't look if that's true or not, or if that's actually that, how that happened. And he left his show and was in his wacky suit, and you just see Elton John come in the thing, and you're like, "What is going on?" But
3: but I thought this movie was really good. You watched this one too, ouch, right? I did. Up your recommendation, and uh, mostly with true story movies, I never really want to watch them. I'm like, eh. I, I've probably mentioned that before, where it just it feels like you have to go in a little bit more somber, a little bit more whatever and uh but michael was like no you need to watch this i was like okay and it and i knew i would probably like it anyway but also it was cool how they took artistic liberties about how that they made it seem like a musical like people just broke Mm -hmm. out into song and like there's that scene where they all like elevate in that bar thing i think that jared's talking about and um and then and then they all come down and the music pops back in it's like man that was so cool um but yeah, the AA thing, like when he first shows up, that's such a cool way to do that. Because like mm-hmm. the the movie, it's like the, te- the text comes across. It's like Rocket it, Man. And then it explodes in like these little disco ball pieces. And then he's walking with his suit and you think he's about to go on stage. This is going to be so epic. And then he opens up the door and he goes down and he sits down and talks about all his problems. Yeah, <laughs> He was actually on his way to the AA thing. I was like, <laughs> so that's such great. a brilliant turn what,
2: what a, if you had to go to a what a lucky time because if you got to hear Ellen john's <laughs> yeah, story you're yeah, like wow yeah <laughs> yeah <seriously. laughs>
3: um and i love how they kept returning to that yeah. it kept that theme going of like his change
4: and and i love that scene and, uh, at the end sorry whenever like he's confronting the people of his past in the room that was really well done
3: yeah oh my gosh that was that was beautiful because yeah. the the movie has a message where it's like some movies have a message where it's like, yes, there is suppression and and hard things that happen. And you got to hate. You got to hold on to hate. And it's like, this movie was like, no, the only actual path forward is forgiveness. And that's kind of what he does. I thought that was really cool. Um, and man, it's kind of like watching Wolf of Wall Street. Watching movies like this, it just convinces me to just never do drugs. Ever. <laughs> it's like, they just... I've already had a fear of drugs for like my whole life, but like the fear is just growing. It's like <laughs> this is so horrible. Like people just like I watched a a while ago. I watched the Amy Adam. No, Amy. Jesus, Amy. Uh, the jazz musician. Uh, Amy uh, that overdosed. Winehouse. Yes, Winehouse. Thank you. In um, that documentary, it's like God. Her life is just freaking tragic. It's just she destroyed herself with drugs and it's just horrible so anyway watch this movie and don't do drugs that's what I say but uh one,
2: one last thing I don't know if Michael yeah. mentioned it but I love the dynamic between uh Toby Bell and Jamie Bell uh Jamie Bell and um the main character or Ellen John's yeah. um relationship it yeah. was so it was so nice that he had a friend throughout the whole yeah yeah um whole or-
3: ordeal yeah, I and mean, like, like at the end how they say that they're still friends yeah like yeah partners and work partners
4: yeah i thought that was that was it's also it's also difficult because like hey i know he wanted like a romantic or a family kind of relationship but he had him the whole time it's kind of one of those you don't see what's right in front of you until it's gone and whenever jamie actually i don't remember what the character's name was or the what the guy's name is but whenever he actually leaves and he's like i can't do this anymore like it's so that's so good
3: so Oh, good. And, real quick one of the scenes that gave me like the biggest chills ever is whenever i think it's when he writes one of his most popular songs honestly i'm not really familiar with elton john's music at all really although watching this movie i realized i was like oh that's him oh that's him oh that's him okay cool but um (laughs) but there was that one scene where he, his friend jamie i think it's when they move back into his mom's house and then he gives him the lyrics here you go and then to your song and then yeah huh the song's called your song Oh, there you go. And um, and then he sits at the piano and it kind of goes through that process of him like working out a melody. And at first I thought, oh, he's not figuring it out. And then but then he starts to do a little bit more, a little bit more, and then he just instantly like starts coming up with a melody and come up with it, and then Jamie's character comes down and is like because if that if that is accurate to the way that it was, that's so cool. I hope it is like because they're like such a good team where you've got the poet's poetic side for the lyrics and stuff. And then someone who just doesn't think that way but can just bring life to the yeah. to the words on the page and it's uh, that scene was really cool. well not only especially my favorite part of that
4: scene is the actual words because i know you're not a big you, when you listen to music you're very more of the music side. i am a
3: melody a melody person i pay attention to that because
4: before that scene there he's trying to convince him hey you need to be the stage guy like you are you were the guy up front and so the thing is the song is kind of about him and he's like this is your song you don't you, like you're not stealing it from me we're in this together you're like how that scene kind of plays out and how looking at each other like, "Hey, you can do this" or whatever. I don't know. I thought it was really, really well done.
3: But yeah, I didn't catch that at all. I'm yeah. I must be like Elton, You're like <laughs> the other guy. Let's go into business together. There you go. I'll start writing songs. Um. Anything else on <laughs> Rocket Man? That's, that's it. That's it.
4: Move on. Okay. Uh, Next day, I watched two movies based on Hot Ones. Not based on Hot Ones, but based because I watched Hot Ones with Shia LaBeouf on it. Oh. And uh, yeah, it's not based on that one. Um, but I watched Peanut Butter Falcon and I watched Honey Boy. And H- Peanut Butter Falcon is the one that I said was—it's just a charming movie. It's—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, 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 it's at a point whenever after he finished the story of living, uh, Honey Boy, or whatever. So he's kind of getting out of everything out of that. We'll talk about this like, but Honey, uh, uh Peanut Butter Falcon is just—it's just—it's one of those. I don't even know how to describe it. It's 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 a very Corey movie, Alex. If you know what I'm talking about, like it's just a feel good, enjoyable, hilarious dynamic between the two of them. It's just a really good movie. He basically, I know, I don't know if you know anything about it, Alex, but a, a Down syndrome guy is put in a nursing home because it's the only place that no one wants to take him. He doesn't have family or anything. He breaks That's out... hilarious. No, <laughs> so he breaks out of the nursing home because he wants to be a pro wrestler, and then he runs into Shia LaBeouf, who's just kind of like a wanderer. And uh, so they, they travel to, I think it's a land or something like that to try and get to the wrestling thing. Anyway, it's hilarious. The woman in it, who I can't remember her name right now, is absolutely gorgeous. Oh, my God. But anyway, that movie is delightful. You should watch it if you just want to have a good time. A good time. Honey Boy, on the other hand, is another one of those. It's Has anyone seen this? Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know. No. It is a... It, you have to watch this movie. It is so... It's very much along the lines of Elton John because he had a really really hard childhood not not he was he was a child actor but it's not really that it's it's the weird because this is about his life right this like is growing up? Shia LaBeouf playing his dad in his life growing up so Shia LaBeouf plays his dad and there he's he's and then some other kid plays him growing up but it also it's 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 very much along the lines of um Rocket Man because a different guy plays Shia LaBeouf and he's going to a rehab center and so he's well he's forced to go rehab center because he gets arrested for the third time and uh, so it's him talking to his therapist about his past going through, but he's just, it, it's, it's a very different dynamic dynamic because he's just full of rage. Like he's just, he is a monster. Cause I mean, if you've seen buff recently, he's very big. It's just like, it's, it's kind of a frightening performance from this guy. Just how angry he is about everything. And so he recounts the story of growing up with his dad. And it's also, it's also very much along the lines of rock. You'd like it to rock like rocket man, because it's very much about forgiveness in the end. And I don't want to spoil mm. how it ends, but it is such such an interesting interesting idea just just looking at the characters of these people's lives and how they they all feel like they're doing what's right and what needs to be done for just what's best for everyone around them or in their own weird twisted ways i don't know it's it I, it was a very impactful movie for me and i think you guys would really 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 like it um and it also made me respect child a lot more because he is he's a strange person but uh Like just his his point of views and like especially watching him on hot ones he he's very I don't know he's he's more straight to the point from what I've seen him before and kind of like no waste time hey this is what I'm saying this is how I feel and it it comes through a lot in the movie and how he wrote it but anyway I'll leave that there Uh, anyway last day I watched we'll make this one fast Um, I watched Good Time with Robert Pattinson which I told Thomas was gonna watch that and he said he liked Uncut Gems better and I'm guessing they're some from the same director yeah okay. Because it's, it's very, very much same style. Very much same gross feeling throughout the entire movie. I definitely did like this more than <laughs> Uncut Gems. Because um, there is more redeemable qualities about the main characters. Because you do feel for them in this one. But it's basically like him and his um, Down Syndrome autistic brother. I don't know what exactly what he has. But they break, rob a bank in the beginning. And they're basically on the run the whole time. And he loses his brother at some point And it's just this it's just kind of a it's just one of those gross movies that's really good but you don't feel good watching it it's it's unpleasant but really well shot in the it, uh, it's 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 one of it's just one of those movies if you know what I'm talking about but and then so the last one I watched goes along the lines with Rocket Man Honey Boy and then I watched Iitanya and it was one of the ones that I, <laughs> like have have you seen this at all
2: no I've seen no. it or I've
4: heard about it this is the third one Rocket man Honey Boy and I, Tanya. I would say Chicago seven is another one. These are just, you got to watch this movie, dude. It was another one that I was like, I don't want to watch this. I, ex- I know what it's, it's going to be. Some weird sport thing. I knew about the accident or not the accident, but the incident, I should say. But yeah. this movie <laughs> is so good. Like how they play it up. Cause it, it's, it's ba- the movie starts off and it's like these, this movie is based on interviews with people who tell their stories of the incident. And so it's, they're re reenacting and they show like the clips of the actual interviews in the credits, whatever, but they're reenacting the interviews, telling the story. Then of course it cuts to the story of how Tanya Harding and her husband slash X slash whatever it is throughout the whole movie and his friend ended up hurting another ice skater when Tanya Harding was one of the, probably one of the greatest skaters to ever live, but no one would give her a chance because she was a hillbilly. She's tomboy. She didn't. Wasn't prissy, wasn't dressing right, didn't act right, swore like a sailor, and it's probably still does. But but this movie, it's such a good character movie. Like everyone in it, and Sebastian stands in it, and he is so so good in it. um But this this is a this is a need to watch movie, in my opinion, because it's so fascinating. It's along the lines of everything we've seen. Like like I was talking about people who feel like they're doing right, because you see her mom, and you feel like what she's doing until one point, but you feel like what she's doing like even she she and uh, Margot Robbie who does an incredible job have such a have that argument of hey i'm hard on you because i'm i wanted someone to be hard on me and it's just i don't know this movie is so good so freaking good and Margot Robbie she won best actress for this right or at least was nominated. she was at least nominated at least but yeah, it definitely, definitely it's yeah. it's it's, a, it's it's such a good movie mm-hmm. it's just like one you're glued to it the whole time she's like what it probably the the one of the uh the detectives or journalists whatever he, he's telling his story in one of the interviews and he's like i have never told a story or seen anything that included so many buffoons that have done the stupidest thing on the world and just like it, it, it's it's literally true like all the characters are stupid like it, apart <laughs> from Mar- Margaret robbie's just kind of doing her own thing or, or tanya harding but all the other characters are like how are you this dumb like his best friend continues to claim that he is a part of secret services that are hunting down terrorist organizations when he's just some middle-aged guy living with his mom in his base in their basement or something like that uh-huh. like, but they're all crazy that movie but it, it is those those four movies of all man I, I I said I was gonna long I'm sorry I went long but they're they definitely need to watch movies they're so good so good that was my week though <laughs> nice and if you have any <laughs> recommendations I'm probably gonna do the same thing next week. <laughs>
3: <laughs> i did you didn't watch your... about time did you no because you
4: told me that like after week work was well, that's
3: that's my recommendation so right. i expect <laughs> next time you will have to okay. see okay
4: i did try to watch i know thomas probably won't listen to this but i did try to watch um being john malkovich but it's not on anything so i gave up
1: uh fair enough How about your movie resolution have you watched that no,
4: because <laughs> Matrix Four is supposed to come out, so I assume we'll probably watch it in the lead up to that. So I did
3: not okay. do that. Who wants to go next? Alex, I'll you want to go next? Yeah, I'll go. Uh, I mean, we already talked about it. I watched Rocket Man off Michael's recommendation is very good. I watched Insomnia off Michael's recommendation is very good. Um, <laughs> I think the only other thing I watched, unless I'm crazy, did <laughs> I just want to watch three movies? Or, uh, but I did watch uh, Onward again. <laughs> again? <laughs> yeah, with, with a couple of my friends. And uh, anyway, and it's just, I'm blown away by the movie every time. It's so good. I, feel like I could have sworn there was another movie I watched because I watched. Maybe I didn't. Whatever. That's it. Jared? Nice. Whatever.
2: So I'm not going to talk about these ones. I'm just going to mention them because they kind of go hand in hand with the other podcast. I watched three anime movies. One was called Hells, which is like. A mashup of Soul Eater and Kill a Kill is pretty good. Oh. Um Uh I just didn't like the end. It was kinda weak. But the art was good and the story is pretty good too. Like the setting is really cool. Um and then I watched because I'm obsessed with Ipoh. I watched the two movies that are in between the first season and the second season. So I watched Epo Champion Road and then Epo uh Mashaba versus uh Kimura. Both were really good. I'd say Rota Champion was a lot better, but they're both really good. Okay, on to the non-anime movies I watched. I watched Tallulah. Tallulah!
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is with Ellen Page, and she's kind of like a hobo, kind of bum. Um, And then she goes to see New York, because that's where she's from. Because she's lost... She Her boyfriend left her Um because they wanted different things. He didn't want to live like a bum anymore. Um, So she's just kind of trying to make it in New York. Um, And as she does, she kind of sneaks into a hotel. And as she does, one of the ladies opens the door, and she's like, are you room service? And she's like, yeah, sure. And she goes in, and um, she's like, can you watch my baby while I go do this thing? And she's like, uh, no. And she's like, yeah, you can. So she's left (laughs) with a baby for the night and because she, she thinks um this lady is a horrible mother because she just left a baby with a stranger so she kidnaps the baby and it just uh, just bad decisions happen and it was a weird movie i'm not gonna <laughs> lie um it was okay it's just i feel like it could have been a little bit better um and then i had a lot of free time uh thursday so i watched a few movies i watched uh jumanji next level
1: really
2: the sequel to the most recent jumanji and it's pretty good um everyone it was i think it's uh funnier than the first one and i kind of like enjoyed it more than the first one really? but i could see people being like yeah, i didn't like that it's just yeah. more of the same um And then I watched A Wonderful Day in the Neighborhood, finally, because I've always wanted to watch that. Um, So I thought it was just going to focus on uh, Mr. Rogers the whole time in the interview between the reporter and him. Nope, it's about this guy that is going through... So his dad um, left his family for another woman, and it was around the time that his mother was dying in the hospital. And um, she does pass... Um, during that, and so he has all this resmi- resentment for his dad, and then he's just got to try to get over this anger. He just has anger issues. Uh, he shows up at this birthday part party, uh, that he goes to for a friend of the family, and his dad's there, and he's trying to. You can tell the dad's trying to like start patching things up, but he's just so angry at this man that he he just like punches him in the face, and so. Mr. Rogers, being the nice man that he is, is trying to help him along, and um, you just find out, like, you already know Mr. Rogers is, like, an angel, but you just find out how much of an angel he is. He's just, like, the sweetest man on Earth. And, um, he even says, like, like he goes home, and his wife's like, how's Mr. Rogers? He's, like, the nicest man I've ever met in my life. (laughs) And, um, you just, um, you learn to love Mister Rogers again in this movie, um, and then it's it's very heartwarming. Um, I won't tell you what happens at the end, but it's very heartwarming.
4: What was that on that you
2: watched? Uh, it it was just um available through um the hospital I was at. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So I don't know where you could find it, like streaming wise. And then I watched uh, Daddy's Home <laughs> with with uh, Will Ferrell and um, Mark uh, Wahlberg. <laughs> And whenever these two guys are in a movie together like a comedy i love it um (laughs) like the other guys that's like one of my favorite comedies it's just something about those two together just it's hilarious (laughs) and um i went in thinking it's gonna be pretty funny it's not gonna be as funny as other guys but it it was pretty it was pretty good um and i i didn't know um uh what is his name uh Hannibal Buress was in this. He's a comedian, and he's just awesome in this movie. He just like some random house guest that somehow like Will Ferrell's character just like accepts him in the house, and he's just hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, really,
3: heard I heard I've heard that movie's really fun.
2: Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, but that's all I watched this week, so that's it. That's it for me. Oh. Cool. Um
1: only notable thing I watched, we watched um, Fantastic Mr. Fox and Isle of Dogs, the two Wes Anderson stop-motion um, animated films. And it just, like, blows my mind that Isle of Dogs lost to Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse for Best Animated really? Feature. Yeah, I know that's not the popular opinion, but...
3: Huh. <laughs> I think it's uh, really just because I love Isle of Dogs, but I think it's just because Spider-Verse... Looks so new, like it that yeah, style it really hadn't unique. really been seen. Whereas Isle of Dogs, even though it looks great, anyway, doesn't matter.
2: I think it's a combination of it looking good and like the soundtrack and like yeah. just story and everything. Yeah, that's true. true. But I do, I also love Isle of Dogs, that's a really charming movie. Yeah, it is, yeah, it's great.
3: That's yeah,
1: really both those movies are just like
2: just off in their own world,
1: and you wish that there was like. More movies of this, but they're probably only these two. I don't know, maybe he'll make another
2: stop motion. I've seen these movies before, but when we were re watching Mr. Fox, because I saw that like around the time it came out, so I was, I kind of didn't remember it. Just that character's name, Kristofferson, is just hilarious (laughs) to me. (laughs) I don't know why.
3: (laughs) I love George Clooney. And then the lady, isn't that who? Yeah, yeah, he's so good in that.
1: The way the characters walk in that movie is so funny, like unnatural. (laughs)
3: Well, I think I because I think I I brought this up, right? Whenever uh I had COVID and I was watching a bunch of movies. I'll watch this. And there's that scene where the girl fox is walking near the beginning, like really close to the beginning. She walks over a hill really quickly. And I was like, that's just alarming. Like it's creepy looking.
2: (laughs) I remember you saying that, but then there was a podcast I watched recently where they were talking about that scene in that exact moment he's like this is the most uncanny thing like it yeah. freaks him out every time
3: yeah it's so <laughs> weird looking <sighs> okay
1: well that was our watch list um, any, any last words to top this podcast slot?
2: nope
1: okay Jared you can take us home
2: that's good stuff